Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. The Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, has announced plans to ban smoking from beaches and parks. The government is considering introducing bylaws in a bid to stop people from smoking in these areas. Now, the Department of Health Tobacco Free Ireland announced the plans in their latest report and the ban will protect children, they say, from passive smoking. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't want to encourage anybody to smoke. Certainly not, because I'm a smoker. And I don't want to encourage other people to do it. I gave it up a few times. I must give it up again. I'm going to definitely try to give it up again because it's not good. There's there's nobody in this wild world is going to come on the radio and tell you it's good for your health. It's not good for your health. It clearly isn't good for your health. You're ingesting chemicals into your lungs. It just isn't good for your health. Uh, but unfortunately, people get addicted to it. But to suggest that passive smoking in a public park is dangerous to children, oh, I don't, directly, no, it couldn't be. That's a, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. None. None. But you could argue that children seeing people smoking maybe as some sort of... I don't know. Is it a social contagion more than anything else? Well, look, we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway. The government also hopes it will encourage the public to make a healthier lifestyle choice. Yeah, probably, maybe. I don't know. Smoking will be banned in parks and beaches in conjunction with local authorities by voluntary measures or by the introduction of bylaws. And the team's aim is to de- uh, denormalise smoking. They have also uh, hoped to protect children from the side effects of smoking as well as passive smoking. Tobacco Free Ireland also confirmed plans for Ireland to be a tobacco-free, to be tobacco-free by 2025. Oh, in their dreams. Minister Donnelly has encouraged people to quit smoking for the sake of their health. And I, by the way, I would love to see Ireland tobacco-free by 2025. I'd love to see the world free by 2025. I'd actually like to see the world free, and I know you don't like me saying this, alcohol-free by 2025. It's not going to happen. Anyway, people have a vice. Minister Donnelly has encouraged people to quit smoking for the sake of their health. And he's right about that. It's probably the only thing I've ever agreed with Stephen Donnelly on. Uh, he stated, stopping smoking remains one of the, most, the best decisions a person can make with their health. And the HSE quit service is available to anyone who needs the support to take the first step. Well, then why don't they give out quit smoking, you know, patches and all that kind of stuff for free? They should, shouldn't they? If they really want to make an active step towards it. Anyway, parents have praised the plans by Tobacco Free Ireland and many have con- uh, have been concerned about the impact of passive smoking will have on their children's lives. Others also hope fewer children will be exposed to smoking once the ban is actually approved. The ban will hopefully discourage them from taking up the habit and the ban comes after a rise in smoking rates since covid nineteen's pandemic. Uh, 24% of people aged between 40, 45 and 54. Jeez, that's a small age group, isn't it? Anyway, it's 25 years or 10 years, less than 10 years. 45 to 54 smoke, but they're also smoking before that. A further 28% of smokers admitted they smoked more cigarettes after the pandemic. Now, John Mallon is a spokesperson for Forrest Aaron and he joins me on the line to discuss the matter further. Now, John, good afternoon to you. How are you, Niall? I listen to you every day. Ah, thanks very much indeed, John. I appreciate that. While you're having a smoke, no less. <laughs> so, John, look, nobody, even you, who, you know, support smokers to some degree, you're not going to come on the air and tell me smoking's good for you because you clearly know it's not. No. Uh, we've, people who try to put us down refer to us as far as the pro-smoking group. Uh, we're not pro-smoking, never have been. Uh, the, the, the head of the organization is a non-smoker. Um, I gave them up. I used to smoke. He smoked uh, tw- actually near 40 a day for a long time. 
and I got it down to 20 and then quit finally using an e-cig. But uh, we have never actually promoted smoking ever in our years. And th- this nonsense about beaches and parks came up 10 years ago with uh, James Riley uh, when he was uh, the health minister. And uh, he, he told us that the... the, the he smoked himself, be... by the way, as far as I know, didn't he? Oh, oh he, he did, did, yeah, he did, yeah. He liked a but cigar. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> he did, he liked a pint as well. Um, but but he said it would be in by the year's end at the time. I remember debating uh, live with him on radio, and uh, he was reading the riot act. Uh, it sounded like the smoking police were going to be armed and given given uh, shooting licenses. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was going to be it was going rubber to be bullets in the park, like yeah. But again, it was it was uh, it was just a, a health minister getting in the news. It was a proposal, not a law, and we're, we're at the same point ten years later. Well, it is getting serious now. You've seen the Spanish authorities now do it as well, and they're taking it quite seriously. By the way, many places you go on holidays now in Spain, you're not allowed to smoke on the beach. America have done it as well. But this is the beauty of it, Niall. Herself here was, was telling me that in Spain, she'd been out there to us, uh, she said when, the, when it was brought in, they had these lovely ashtray areas by the beach with seating, and, and you could have a drink, and the sun was shining. It was beautiful. It was absolutely lovely. You know, think Can't about see that, that happening in Dollymount. <laughs> well, no, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about our parks and beaches today. And we, you, you made the point earlier, and it's absolutely true, when the original smoking ban was brought in, um, they, they, they cobbled together evidence to show that if a smoker was alone in a room with a hundred, uh, a non-smoker was alone in a room with a hundred uh, smokers puffing continuously and the doors and the windows were nailed shut, that it might present a, a health risk to the non-smoker. And this was the scientific evidence uh, using epidemiology as the science for it. Uh, this was the evidence presented. And so we had evidence-based uh, ban brought in. There is absolutely no evidence. I'm not talking about just Ireland. I'm talking about anywhere in the world. This is something we would monitor. Uh, there is no evidence anywhere and no proof that smoking outdoors presents any danger uh, to, to, to passers-by or non-smokers. They may not like the smell of it, certainly. I would imagine the car passing by probably does more damage. Or the, 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 <laughs> the bus passing by with its diesel engine does more damage. There's that, of course, and I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> but, but, well, I believe 1,400 people every year die from air pollution, don't they? These things are all that. Try, try proving it. Uh, you know, yeah, I know. It's it depends on the circumstances. It's yeah. one of those things. But, um, you know, I think with the smoke accepted the, 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 the ban indoors with good grace but something like this is just it's just uh, well, it's kind of like far. I just don't like the look of smokers that's kind of what it's really about but yeah, there, there is an argument now John and I'm a smoker right yeah, yeah, and yeah. if there's children around I kind of do avoid it unless it's a child that no I smoke anyway right but you, when I say I try to avoid it you know I don't blow it into their face or if there's a child around I kind of put it down or if, even if I'm getting into a photograph nowadays I find myself I have a cigarette I just put it behind my back you know because there is a social stigma to it. And, and not only that, maybe to some degree it would be no harm because it would take away the social contagion of smoking. I'm not saying it's contagious in relation to blowing smoke at them, but the social contagion, oh, there's men over there smoking. Jeez, I wonder what that's like. Some 12-year-old looks at people smoking and thinks, I think I'll try that because they're all doing it and seem happy. You, that kind of social contagion aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Niall. But right from the very beginning, Forrest have been, have been saying two things endlessly, endlessly. This is going back before James Riley. Uh, became the Minister for Health. We were on radio and on TV and we were saying all the time, education, education, educate people to the dangers of smoking, number one, and existing smokers, please be considerate to those around you. And that's what you're talking about. Mm. A bit of consideration to those around you. Use the head. And, 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 and it could have been done cooperatively, uh, but instead they, they introduced this, these bans. And then you ask the question how they enforce it. I mean, you know, 
Yes, you, you mentioned uh, Dollymount, uh, and I, I know Dollymount from when I was younger. Well, um, so we all do, how, yeah. <laughs> how do you enforce a ban on Dollymount? I mean, you know, they, 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 they can't, they the can't enforce the police. ban. The smoking They can't afford to enforce a ban on drinking. And, you know, there's, uh, I, I read, I didn't, I didn't experience it, but I read about uh, the litter people afterwards coming and finding stuffed nappies and, and a woman stepped on a hot barbecue. That just oh, that was, that was a horrendous story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. horrendous. You know, there's that sort of lawlessness, if you like. Uh, but I would call it, rather than lawlessness, inconsiderate, ignorant behaviour. Yeah, um, I like that, I like to have an L smoke on the beach. Now I sit on the beach watching the waves, and I just sit there, relax, and have a cigarette. Now I'm, I'm not encouraging other people to do this before anybody yep. starts complaining to the BAI, right? Because I know it's bad for my health, and I have given them up on numerous occasions. But unfortunately, I've gone through a few f- phases in my life, and smoking to me calms me down sometimes. But but in saying that. Look, it's not this ambition by Tobacco Free Ireland, or should I say, you know, to be tobacco free by 2025. I mean, do you really think that's realistic? Well, you see, it depends on what you define as tobacco free. And remember, well, who, I mean, who, I, I, I'm assuming they well, mean remember, banning smoking completely. Well, who's providing the figures? No, no, no. Tobacco free, like, like full employment. Full employment means 5% are unemployed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tobacco Free Ireland will supply the figures as to how many people are smoking. And they do this by ringing people. They, 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 they take a sample lot of 1,000 1, people, I think it is, or 500, I can't remember, and they, they phone them and say, are you still smoking? Yeah. <laughs> if, if they say, good Lord, no, I gave that up 10 years yeah. ago. <laughs> they're, they're not smoking. But they, they, they do it that way. And, and then, of course, they produce a set of figures. So if 5% is required by 2025, that'll be the official figure by 2025, I guarantee you. It, it may not reflect uh, on, on the reality um, I mean, so that, your job is just to, to, to protect the smokers' rights in the interim while it's there. But I mean, when we look at New Zealand, or I think it's New Zealand who brought in this um, legislation whereby they're going to increase the age for smoking by a year every year. In other words, in about 60 years' time, nobody will be smoking, right? I don't, I mean, even as a smoker, I don't see that inherently wrong with that, John. I mean, to ban it for under-18s, next year to be under-19s, the year after to be under-20. So in other words, they're not going to ban anybody who currently smokes from smoking, but they're going to ban people from starting. That's not such a bad thing, is it? Well, why ban them? Why not educate them? You know, you have... Oh, we've been doing that for years. But you have, they haven't been doing it for years. But we're, we're not taking money on education. <laughs> we know it's bad for us. <laughs> there are people out there who don't. Um, and, ah, come on. Know, now, John, really, do you look, believe there's anybody in this country that believes smoking is, is good for you? Or that, no, that doesn't it, think it's bad for you? No, it's not, it's not that it's good for you, Niall. But do you, do you believe that, that a young fella of 18, 19 years of age believes anything's going to happen to him if he has a cigarette? Of course he doesn't. Mm. Nothing's going to happen to him if he has a few drinks either. Nothing's going to happen to him if he puts the accelerator down the fast car. Uh, they, they're just, you know, they're immune. We all were. You were immune. I was immune. That's quite Oh, normal. I remember my first cigarette well. Do you remember your first <laughs> cigarette? I do, yeah. I, I was do. on a train out to Rush. We were going out to Rush to pick strawberries to make a few yeah. quid, right? Because that's yeah, what we yeah, used yeah. to do when we were kids, out to Lambs, yeah. uh, out in uh, Rush somewhere. And a mate of mine had a packet of 10 major. And, right. and he said, do you want one? And I was only about 15 or 16, I think, at the time. And I says... Ah, yeah, sure. Come on, go ahead. I'll sure fire away. I'll have one. And those days, you could open the window of the train. You remember at the door, you could open the window, yeah, slide it down. Yeah, so yeah. we opened the window. We were in between the carriages. We opened down the window. I, sm- yeah. I went green and I puked yeah. me ring up. And, and what did I say to him as soon as I did that? Give us another one. <laughs> I, I, was, I was 12. I remember that because my father caught me and he died when I was 13. So I was 12 years of age when I had mine. It was a sweet afton that a, a guy, a classmate had. Mm. And uh, I took a few puffs off it. Good Lord, the, the room went around in circles. Yeah. But you, you, had to, you had to persevere. 
build okay. up the tolerance of the But I, I do believe they will be successful in trying to do this because we have seen over the last 10 or 15, certainly years, you know, the most ridiculous stuff coming in for reasons with no evidence base whatsoever. And yet it's implemented because people say, oh, I better do it, otherwise I might get a fine. So people just do it, even though there's no evidence provided to back up the claim. But should not, you can force people to do anything. Well, but, but, you, we've mean, seen that over the last two years. If, yeah. If you're in government and you have the power of the laws and the police force and the army and everything behind you, you can force the populace to do whatever you like. Yeah. There's no question well, about that. Well, fear, fear but, is always the best way of, you know, well, making people sell, do things. They, they sell fear on an ongoing basis. But the, the issue is, would it not be better if people made their own decisions for themselves, because you're you're on your own in a whole variety of areas in life as an adult, um, you can you can join the Gordy, you can join that, you can drive a car, you can have sex at eighteen and so on, and they're trying to stop people from smoking at that age. You know, you, you're either somebody at eighteen who's mature enough to make the major decisions in life, or you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't that you are in some cases and you're not in others. You know, this is where when I talk about education, I'm talking about in, in, in primary schools. Uh, spending some money and getting somebody to go in there and talk to kids, getting many people to go in there and talk to them about dangers. And not just, uh, you know, taking cigarettes in isolation would be stupid. They're dangerous in all walks of life. But well, that well, that's what I thing, mentioned alcohol at the start of the show, because alcohol directly and indirectly kills probably as many, if not more, people every year. Yeah, but it would, we often talk in, in forests about uh, smokers, uh, you know, being considerate and, and, and being more tolerant. But, you know, when you introduce or try to introduce the smoking ban in the outdoors, and there's no scientific evidence to, to back it up, then then you're just you're introducing it in, 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 for a prejudice well, of your own. Or do I remember? Of do I own. remember, John? Uh, research that was done back in 2011-12. I could be wrong, and you'll quote me. You'll miss or help me if I misquote this. But it was done in California, and it was the largest piece of research done in relation to passive smoking. And it was of yep. 70,000 people who had lived with or been with a smoker for more than 30 years. That's right. Yeah. Themselves. And in that research, they came out and said there was no link. They believed there was no link, or little or no link, and it was insignificant uh, to people getting lung cancer uh, from passive smoking. Well, is that correct? Or was that incorrect? Yeah. It was, no, it's very, it's correct. There were two, two eminent um, uh, professors uh, in the University of California, um, Professor uh, um, Enstrom and Professor Cabot, E-N-S-T-R-O-M and Cabot, K-A-B-U-T. Um, they were actually hired by the um, uh, American Cancer Society. That's the, the richest um, uh, charity in the world. They were hired by the American Cancer Society to explore um, the, the effects, uh, the, the ill effects of secondhand smoke on non-smokers, uh, and it was it was over it was over a hundred thousand spouses um, living at home with smokers with confirmed smokers, and they tracked them over a forty-year period, and they they, 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 they they what they arrived at after forty years tracking the health of the non-smoker in each of the cases uh, was that smoking was of no consequence. Okay, well I, I know there was no there was no link to lung cancer. Okay. Finally, in, so you don't agree with this. You think this is a nonsense. You're saying basically treat people like adults. But the other thing as well is, but are you completely off the nicotine now altogether? Yeah, I, 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 I personally I did. That was my own choice. And you see, that's the beauty of it. When it's but your you went own to the choice. you went to the e-cigarettes for a while, did you? Oh, I did. Went for a year. Okay. And how do you feel, by the way, about the vapes now being banned? Well, I, I, the disposable vapes are now being banned. I think it's absolutely thick. I've actually been on debating with doctors who talk about that. They're always on about addiction to this dangerous uh, nicotine. Now, nicotine is a naturally occurring chemical. Well, it's in potatoes, so, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, no, it's in potatoes. It's in tomatoes. That, that's, tomatoes, I think, are the biggest uh, outside of, of the, the tobacco leaf itself. But that's the exact tobacco 
that the pharmaceutical companies buy to pump into their patches and pump into their gums and their tablets and all the rest of it that they're selling as a solution to smoking. Well, the e-cigarette was designed by a Chinese guy back around the year 2001, a smoker who wanted to quit. And he designed something that he thought was intuitively felt like a cigarette that, that satisfied all of the physical motions and so on, that something between two fingers and hand to mouth and all of the things that were reassuring to a smoker and that, that formed a strong habit. Uh, and he wanted to put those in a device that, that wouldn't have any uh, ill effects or any health ill effects. But he realized that nicotine was necessary. So the first e-cigarettes had 90% water and about 5% nicotine and then 5% flavor. Yeah. That, that's, that was in them. And you heat that lot and it turns into steam. You inhale the steam and you get the same effect as smoking. Well, okay, you, you there's, been a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of misinformation, by the way, about vapes. There's a lot of factual oh, information. My, but, my, but the my, bottom my, line is it's 95%, according to the British, the NHS, it's 95% safer than smoking, which is always a good yeah. thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, but, but, just, but just finally, cause I, so we're talking about the disposable ones, which they're now going to ban. Now, I know Ruth, my producer, used the disposable ones all the time. And I said, what a stupid idea. Why not just make it... And I understand the, the principle behind the battery a- aspect of it, right? You know, people yeah. just dumping them in bins and stuff. Why not bring, you know, like we did in the old days, when you brought back the empty bottle, you know, you got a bit of a discount or you got a few quid. Why not just say to people, okay, we're going to charge you eight quid for them instead of seven and you get a euro back or two euro back when you bring us back the old one and we give you the new one for two euro less. I, I just can't see why that wouldn't be allowed. Absolutely. Absolutely no reason why not. And But uh, the, you see, it's because it looks like smoking. I mean, the medical profession knows that it's 90, 95% safe. They know the heart and soul. They know the danger of smoking is when you light tobacco you actually change the chemical composition and the resultant smoke is where your chemicals are. And the smoke is the problem, not the actual cigarette itself, not the tobacco. It's sitting there as, a, as, a, as a, an inanimate object on the table in front of you. It's perfectly safe. Light it and you change it. But, you know, set your, set your home alight. Uh, most people are overcome by the fumes in a, in a house fire. That's exactly the same thing. You're changing the chemical composition. From the of combustion of it, yes. yes. <laughs> exactly, combustion. So, and it's the same with the diesel engine. You take diesel, it's fine. Don't drink it, obviously, but it's grand. Burn it, and the resultant smoke is where you're dangerous. Now, e-cigarettes don't have tobacco. You don't light anything. There's no smoke. So, end of story. It's safe, and they should be promoted. Okay, but, well, but you, you do agree with it in relation to the disposal ones. This, the disposal of the batteries is a problem, isn't it? Yeah. That's grand, but like you said, there are very simple, creative ways of getting around that rather than a big blanket ban, okay. a big ignorant ban, and then how do you police them? And there's a whole, it always raises all the, there's a whole cost associated okay. with well, look, laws. John, there's a million more questions. We can have a great conversation for hours on end about the whole thing, but the bottom line is you think this is a complete and utter nonsense, and that's what I'm going to ask my listeners today if they believe it's a nonsense. Although some people who are smokers are disgusted even by the very sight of a smoker near them. <laughs> John, John, thank you very Good much indeed. Thanks very much indeed, Diego. John Mallon, who's a spokesperson for Forest Ireland, and they're not pro-smoking before you say they are. Dear BAI, Niall Boyle had a man on the show today who was pro-smoking. He's not pro-smoking. He's pro-protecting the rights of people to have freedom to do what they want to do, as long as they don't harm others. That's what he's pro. Anyway, the question I'm going to ask you is, do you believe smoking should be banned in public places? Parks, beaches, uh, even outside buildings? You know, myself and Ruth and, you know, John would pop out for a quail. Well, Ruth vapes, she, but she was a smoker. No doubt she'd go back on that again. Um, and I, I hope she doesn't. But anyway, it's okay she said she won't. Uh, is there anything wrong with us, you know, hanging out outside in the rain, having an old puff, puff? Is there anything wrong with that? 
I don't know. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Do you think smoking should be banned in public places? Because Stephen Donnelly is bringing in legislation. Well, he said he plans to bring in a ban on smoking in beaches and parks. You know that's going to be extended, don't you? Oh, I get a good, I get a good giggle, by the way, out of some of the texts I see coming in. And the government controlled yet again in the ordinary people's lives today by this self-elected government, Niall. Guys, to smoke a cigarette is a constitutional right of any individual today, period. So where is this self-elected government's, you know what, smoking ban coming out of today, folks? Where, says Team, Team Johnny Forever, the enlightened Christian. The enlightened Christian. You ever hear the likes in your life? Uh, some of the WhatsApp messages, by the way, coming in as well. A lot of people not very happy about it, even non-smokers. Somebody says, no, I don't smoke, but some of my friends do. And when we're at a bar or restaurant, we go outside. I'll generally join them. I don't mind. Um, but I think it's ridiculous to ban smoking outside. Any outside anywhere, yeah. No, I don't believe they should be banned outside. This is more nanny state tyranny. Donnelly used the word public. The clue is in the word. Uh, why doesn't the ban, why doesn't he ban fast food joints near schools or drinking alcohol in the streets or the sale of drugs every street corner? I won't be abiding by any nanny state nonsense, says Maureen M. West Cork. Well, no, Maureen. See, everybody says that. I won't be abiding by nanny state nonsense. But as soon as it's announced, yes, they're all there like little sheep. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Yes, did, didn't you? Let me go to Mike. So did you, says Ruth. No, he didn't. Mike, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How you doing, Mike? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Mike, now you a smoker? I'm not. Not well. I gave him up uh, 15 years ago. Well, I gave him up when the smoking ban came in. Good. Um, That's a good but, thing. Uh, I, I never had an issue with them. You know, I never had a problem giving them up, you know, which I'm thankful for. But I do, I do feel sorry for people that smoke and and you know they can't just cannot give them up um, because they've been crucified by uh, successive governments uh, and also when you said they've been crucified, what in relation to the cost and the places they yeah, can smoke? The cost, the cost, the cost, the cost and also the, the stigmatization of I mean, Well, I mean, I don't, I don't look. I'm a smoker, but. I don't see the stigma being such, the, 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 the social stigma, which is not good, obviously, for smoking. I, I don't see it being a bad thing because there's nothing positive about smoking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with you there, 100%. And, and, and if we could all give them up, if everyone it'd be great. give them up, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? But this government is so hypocritical, you know. It says it's in, introducing all these laws and the smoking ban, so so um assist the HSE, you know. Uh, but if, if, if that was the case, surely the HSE would be a store uh, organisation now instead of one that's going down the toilet, you know. Well, he, well the, 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 the remark that was made in relation to the HSE, not by Stephen Donnelly, by, by his, some of his predecessors, was the cost uh, of, I suppose, smoking-related illness in, in hospitals. But I, I kind of work it out, you know, on, on 15 quid or... Let's just say, on average, I'm paying about six euro uh, multiplied by seven, multiplied by 52, multiplied by many years, 40 years, equals 87,360. That's if I paid an average of six euro, because years ago it would have been a lot less, now it's a bit more. So to say an average, 87,000 I've paid to the government in taxes for smoking. So I, I think I've paid for my health care at this, at this stage. I've paid for the hospital bed.
There isn't a healthcare um, company in Ireland that would charge you that. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I really, I, I, I do. I feel sorry for smokers. Now, I just, the ones that generally love to smoke and you know, fine, okay, they can go outside the pub and have a cigarette, you know. But um, mm. I really feel sorry for the ones that are so addicted to them. I, know, but I, I do, I do get the idea that. Say it's a public park and there's kids playing, I'd like to think, and happily running around and all that kind of stuff. And families are there and you've got people sitting there smoking. Now, it's a, the idea that, by the way, he says it'll protect children from passive smoking. That's nonsense, right? Because there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that me smoking 20 yards away from a family having a picnic is going to do any harm to their health whatsoever. That's complete and utter nonsense. But it's more... It's more horse shit rolled out by this Yeah, well, government. okay. But the one thing I will agree with on, uh, but he doesn't mention it because I don't think he's clever enough, but the one thing I will agree with is that there is a social contagion to it. So, in other words, the kid sitting at the picnic sees me smoking, you know, with a few people having a laugh as adults and goes, Jay's they're having fun there. What's that they're doing? They're smoking. Yeah, that must be something that adults do that's fun. I think I'll have to give that a try when I get older. So, in other words, there is a social contagion to it. Like alcohol, there's a social contagion. Exactly. There's an expectation to do it. I was just going to say, you know, if that was the point, if they were so worried about that, you know, why um, they allow kids in pubs and that, you know, to look at their... their oh, well, daddy. again, I believe children should be barred from pubs. Well, so do I, but, yeah. um, and I think they tried to bring in a lord in there a couple of years ago. Well, they are, well, they are but, banned from a pub after nine o'clock at night, but, but I believe children <laughs> shouldn't be on a licensed premises, period. And if a premises sells alcohol, children should be allowed onto it. Exactly. A kids mm. don't go in with their parents, you know, after nine anyway on their confirmation or Holy Communion Day. They mm. go in, you know, and uh, be at two or three o'clock and stay till about six or seven with the parents and then knock them back points to the black stuff. No, they're bad parents. Okay, we'll stay there for a second. Mike disagrees with it completely, thinks it's a silly idea, even though he's a former smoker and has given them up. Alan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Alan? Hi, how are you? Good. Alan, do you, do you think this is a good idea? This is more nonsense from Kim Jong-un Donnelly and uh, the North <laughs> Korean Republic of Ireland talking crap. <laughs> the North Korean Republic of Ireland. I don't think you've ever been to North Korea. Let's not compare Ireland with North Korea, but well, how ever, in a literal sense. Okay, so Alan, do you, is it a good idea to ban it? Because, I, I, look, I'm a smoker and I'm, I, I'm not agreeing with Stephen Donnelly <laughs> in relation to what he said because I don't believe there's evidence to prove that. But certainly from a social point of view, no, it's not I, a good I, thing, is it? I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm an anti-smoker, right? And I think... If they really want to tackle smoking, right, they move the age from 18 to 25. That's what they do, right? And they take it out of every supermarket and they put it into certain, certain, certain shops and corners, right? That's what they do if they really want to tackle it. This is just pure utter bullshit, as your callers just said, right? That's it. If they really want to tackle it, this is just more window dressing crap uh, from a, from a weak ass government. Like, but if you're going to stop people from smoking in a park, who's going to enforce it? But when you say it's weak ass government, if they're not doing anything at all about it, people would also be giving out. I mean, okay. Did you did you agree with the smoking ban that came in, you know, in two thousand and two or two thousand? Well, we were smoking indoors in pubs. There's already provisions in the law there about smoking in bus shelters and everything, right? Because there's nothing more disgusting than people smoking bus shelters and throwing their fag butts on the ground. It's nothing worse than walking in a pub or a packed street. And what annoys me really is heading to the even when you got people puffing away in a big crowded area. That needs to stop, right? But on a beach in a park, an open park. You're going to stop people from smoking in the Phoenix Park. How are you going to marshal that? Who's going to who's going to enforce that? I, I don't know. Like we we were people injecting themselves left, right, and centre on the main streets in Dublin, right? And we can't, we can't enforce. We it. can't stop that. You people getting raped, we can't enforce those laws. 
this is just nonsense. Okay, so it's just, it it's just a soundbite. That's all it is. That's all this government has. Well, it's all Irish politicians are just soundbites. That's all you get out of them. Mm-hmm. If they really want to tackle the smoking issue, they increase the age from 18 to 25, and in two years' time, they move from 25 to 30. Well, no, I, 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 I think the New Zealand plan is probably the best one, which is a year every yeah, year. Just, just keep just going up one year every year. The ban. This is window dressing, right? Because they want the revenue from the taxes from smoking. Right? Let's, let's be honest, this comes back to money, right? This is just Donnelly thinking he's doing something. Well, they, they, they do make a lot of money from smokers, yes. That's all it is. And that's what people, but people, it's very time people get off their ass and actually start calling politicians and calling them out on this type of nonsense. Instead of just taking everything... But, you, but you're saying it's nonsense, and I'm agreeing with you, you know, the, the, the premise of this suggestion, I think, is nonsense. But in saying that, I don't disagree with trying to eliminate smoking, and even though I'm a smoker, I don't agree, I don't disagree with that. The, the, increase the age. Increase the age to 25 now. So the age you place it back to 25, you take it out of every Tesco's and Dunn's and Super Value, right? You take it out of those stores so they can't sell them. And then in two years' time, you move the age to 30. That's what you do if you really want to stamp it out. You also remove all this vaping crap from the country. And well, all well, now, now, now you want to take... But Alan, you're a man for rights and freedom of this and freedom of that. And now but you want to take people's right away, say, to vape even, when the evidence is clearly there. Even the NHS said it's 95% okay. safer than smoking. It's still not safe, so, by the way, but 95% so safer than smoking. You can have people moving from cigarettes to so vape. So should we just close all pubs then while we're at it? You can have people moving from vapes, right, from cigarettes to vapes, right, to get them out of that smoking zone, right? But do you need 45 flavours of, of, of vapes? Well, that's a choice, people clearly, have, isn't it? When they're clearly do you need 45 different flavours of beer? Is there 45 flavours of beer? But there's probably more, probably actually. Nonsense. Probably is nonsense. Probably is nonsense. Oh, well, but I mean, Alan, you don't... See, I'm all in favour of people's health and making people's health better and trying to encourage and educate people to have better health. But what you're suggesting to me now is everything goes against everything that I know because I've spoken to you before that you believe in. So you're essentially take away take away a choice. You know what I mean? I mean, I could argue the same thing about alcohol. I'm not I'm not a you're drinker. You're not taking away a choice, right? You're taking what you're doing is you're, you're increasing the age. That means no, no, I'm not talking about increasing the age. You just said ban vapes as well. Well, vapes are vapes are so you're going around sucking on a battery. That, well, that's their choice. You're not sucking on a battery. Well, thank you. You are sucking on a battery, right? But vapes are. In their nature, are aimed at kids. And any, you look at people. No, they're kids, not aimed at kids. Bubble gum flavor. What sixty-year-old man is going out buying bubble gum second flavor vapes? Like, in fairness, come on, now. You, well, well, I, well, when I was vaping for two or three years, which I did when I gave up the cigarettes, I was on uh, what was it, vanilla and candy. Well, you needed a slap. <laughs> That's what you needed. You need someone behind you. Ruth, I think Ruth is on raspberry. Are you raspberry, Ruth? What, what flavor are you? Blueberry. She's on. She'd be going to buy a bag of blueberries and, and talk on them. Like well, that. she would actually eat blueberries, because she, yeah, she is a vegan, so she eats all but fruit and veg and stuff you, like that. You go after the age, age, age limit, is what you need to go after. None of this nonsense that you can't smoke. Like, so the Phoenix Park is a big second part. No, right? but yeah, no I'm, see, I'm agreeing with partly what you're saying, Alan, and about the government, and it's a soundbite, and it's nonsense. But then you go a step further, and you're telling me you want to... I don't disagree with eventually outlawing cigarettes and tobacco, but I think we could do that without banning people who existingly smoke from doing it and taking away their rights. So we do what New Zealand do, as you have suggested, you know, keep increasing the age, right? That's fine. But then you're telling me you want to ban vaping as well and you want to ban flavours. I, I mean, why not just close down every pub? Why don't just, why not just close, stop people from jumping out of airplanes and parachutes? Why not stop people hill climbing? Why not stop people surfing? Everything that might be a danger to us. Let's stop doing it all. You're, going, you're throwing the net too wide, right? Vaping and these flavours are not aimed at adults. 
That's your like, that's not, your view of it. In my view, they're not aimed at adults. This is like the, the stuff that was supposed to make up years ago where they take all the sweets away at the checkout. It's all kids, kids, little, little fat kids running around, right? But they didn't do that because they were lobbied against doing it. <coughs> you know what I mean? So you either want to do this or you don't do it, but you need to go after I can argue the same thing about the, the latest craze now is the zero, zero beer, zero, zero Guinness, zero, zero gin. Like, I had this conversation with someone recently who, who was drinking zero, zero, and I said, like, on a night out, and I said, why are you drinking that for? Why don't you drink a Coke or, or Fanta or something? They said, oh, I want to feel like I, I could fit in. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I could, I could argue they all should be banned too because they encourage young people maybe to drink, you know, without actually having the alcohol. I agree with you. They're, they're more nonsense. I know, I'm not disagreeing with you. So, so why not just ban all them things too? Country's full of nonsense. Can we ban politicians? <laughs> <laughs> Can we, we, we ban everything to do with the environment and, and, and everything else? Like, just, yeah. Just There's one or two politicians in particular I'd like to ban, Alan. Anyway, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mike. Alan doesn't disagree. Well, he does. He thinks it's a nonsense. He thinks it's a soundbite. Look, I think everybody agrees there's no evidence to show that you smoking out in a park is going to be any danger to a child that's 100 yards away from you at a picnic or something with his family. But it might look good. But I want to know what you think. Do you think this is a good idea to bring in a law to ban people from smoking in beaches and parks? And, and eventually that will be extended to all public places. You know, you won't be able to smoke outdoors at all. The only place you'll be left to smoke is probably in your own home. And that's if you own it. Because I imagine the county councils could bring in a law if they really wanted to. That if you're living in a council house, uh, you know, that it's being rented off the council, they own the property, they shouldn't be smoking it. Because a lot of people rent apartments and not let smoke in their apartments because the landlord doesn't let them. I understand that too. Uh, the number's 87 There'll be nobody left. No safe haven for the smokers. Yeah, can I just mention, somebody sent in a text. Now, could you touch on a topic uh, sometime with the government's large company adverts that are following the government's narrative, true or false, but use the propaganda. Uh, .ie energy companies talking about climate change. And I'm not going to go into all your texts. But in relation to that, very quickly, before I go to my next caller, Robbie, the BBC only recently covered a story where the HBC, HSBC Bank had an ad, exactly what you're talking about, you know, use our energy and a picture of wind farms in the background and we support climate change. And their ads were banned for basically being virtuous. And I completely agree with you because it turns out that HSBC, one of their main clients, is a fossil fuel company. So it doesn't make any complete hypocrisy. And they are following a narrative and they are doing it just to get you to buy their product, you know, showing windmills and people, you know, not eating meat and all that kind of carry on. Anyway, Yes, I will cover it sometime because I think it's an interesting point. But the, that that particular ad by the HSBC, which is on ITV, has now been banned because of that. Virtually signaling. signaling. Uh, Robbie, you're on Ireland's you? Classic Hits Radio. How are you? Not bad. So if you get on that wormhole, you'll find loads of companies interconnected with each other. I can tell you oh, that. I, I think, no, I watch these ads all the time. I think it's shocking to see them virtue signaling. And say, yeah. for example, you know, showing, you know, minorities or using minorities or using the homeless or using climate change or to sell their products. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Sure. Some companies are sponsored by three or four companies that would just go loggerheads against each other. But they're all sponsored by one company. It's mad. Like. I mean, the, the latest Virgin um, advertisement for Virgin planes, you know, for, for holidays and all that kind of thing, you know, uh, Branson's company and it shows you know somebody in a wheelchair somebody who's trans somebody who's gay or somebody who's this or yeah. that and it's all this kind of virtuous stuff I mean don't get me wrong there's exactly. no issue with any of that but why do they have to you know do that it's kind exactly, of using yeah. it to sell their product anyway exactly. whole different, it's a whole different argument Robbie getting back to smoking anyway sorry do you, do you believe that we should ban it in public places yeah well I mean um, I don't smoke I'll put it out there I did for a couple of years when I thought it was cool when I was on 19, but I haven't since. I'm 50 now. But, I mean, um, it's like alcohol. You can only drink alcohol in licensed premises or in the comfort of your own home. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now, yes, I know people do drink in public places on beaches and so on and so forth. But um, I, the likes of restaurants and pubs and all that, yeah, you don't smoke. But in, in public places, like in shopping centres and all that, where people are sitting around on, on uh, seats and stuff in places, now, when we close confinement areas, I think they should be banned, yeah, because, remember, people who smoke, it's, it's their, <laughs> you know, it's their choice of smoke. It's not the but when you, when, you say, when you say alcohol is banned in public places, there's bylaws in certain counties. Now, it's not everywhere, by the way, but there are bylaws, right? But yeah. I have never seen, and unless people are behaving unruly, you know, like, you can go down the beach tomorrow, you can set up your picnic blanket, you can have a few couple of cans of beer, nobody's going to stop yeah. you doing it, that's not illegal. Now, somebody could, could somebody could take an issue with it, but it's, yeah, that will yeah. never happen. Now, if you're a group of teenagers, all right, you know, because there's different yeah. issues, different reasons. But generally speaking, you know, there isn't that same stigma to it. No, but I, I think it is illegal, actually. And I, I think it depends on where you are. There's different... Yeah. Uh, outdoor yeah, drinking in Ireland yeah. is, is controlled by bylaws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, if there's a gig going on in, say, a town square, then you can have a... You can have a well, a temporary license for uh, seven drinks, for alcohol. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, yeah, alcohol and cigarettes are looked at as interesting. Alcohol is kind of like the, uh, no, you can't really say that anything about alcohol in this point. No, I drink yourself. You can't say about alcohol because it's the only kind of comfort I get. You know, um, don't pick on alcohol. You're always picking on alcohol. Yes, there is a, there is an argument to say that alcohol should be, um, you know, banned in place as well because I know that the... Uh, the Heineken Cup, I don't I think that's gone. I don't think that's Heineken that's, Cup. They're, they're all gone. Yeah, yeah, the alcohol it, advertising. It used to yeah. be the Guinness World Championship. That's gone as well. Like, you know. But uh, for people who are, say, under 30, they would probably won't remember that. Formula One used to be a cigarette advertising. That's right. Sure, James Hunt was Marlborough, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I know that uh, Eddie Jordan's was uh, the gold one. What was that? Um uh, um, oh, I can't remember because the, the packets all look the same colour now. And I'm trying to remember, was it not Sweet Afton? Um, no, Benson and Hedges. Benson and Hedges, that's right. Benson you and know. Hedges. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they, like, you couldn't look at a Formula One car. <laughs> you so the snooker the used to be the Benson and Hedges. Didn't that's it? right. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but if you remember going back into the 80s as well, the snooker, like, you, you see the looks of Bill Werber knocking all that. He's in the half lock. Smoking while hanging over the sugar table, <laughs> you know, it was allowed then. But um, look, I think the smoking ban was a good thing. I remember working as a lounge boy in Crumlin in the eighties as well. I used to go home and get up the next morning and I'd be stinking of smoke, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I didn't smoke, but I'd be absolutely. Sick. You get in the shower and the smell of it just came off you, like you know. Yeah. So in a sense, that, that's a good thing. Um, should well, okay. But bottom line, Robbie, should I be banned from say when I'm walking out of the building here today and I'm walking? If it's, let's say I'm going to go and catch a bus or a train or whatever, should I be banned from walking down the road smoking? No, no, not in that way. But as I said, in kind of more confined spaces, absolutely. Yeah, I think. So. What about a public um, park where there's kids? Um, I suppose. I suppose. Now, it's you know, no harm to them. I don't no, believe there's any evidence. Yeah. Just, but but, there, but there is smoke. a social aspect to it. Yeah. Don't smoke in the playgrounds. You know, there's kids in the no, playgrounds don't smoke in there. I don't, I don't think you know, And I, I'm not a virtue singer myself, you know, but, like, I mean, the thing is that... Like, Common sense, house, you're saying. Yeah, a bit of cop on. Like, in my house, my wife smokes, but myself and my three daughters don't smoke, so there's no smoking in my house. No, yeah, but of course. Party, I, well, most houses are not smoking yeah. nowadays. And you come to my house for a party, you go to the back garden and smoke. Yeah. You know? But, like, it's it's the same thing. Another one, as I said... Where uh, John, it was like um, I hated when I was going out for food, whether it be fast food or a meal, and somebody smoking beside you going back years ago. And it's just, even if I was a smoker, and I know that uh, my wife is a smoker, she hates people smoking when she's eating. You know, that's another thing. Like, if I if I'm even outdoors in a restaurant, you know, like if you're in Spain or somewhere and you're sitting kind of outdoors, I won't light up a cigarette 
if there's people sitting near me, what I'll do is I'll get up from the table and kind of walk away about 100 yeah. yards. Yeah. And that's a, bit of, that's a bit of common sense, a bit of respect, mm. you know, all rolled into one. But, I mean, if, like, I'm not saying ban cigarettes completely. It'd be great if no one ever smoked again. It would be fantastic, but that's never going to happen. But, I mean, the thing is that, like, in confined spaces that, you know, as I said, like, people who don't smoke, that's their choice. But people who smoke, that's their choice. So you're going to have to live with the ramifications. Of that. It's the same thing as you drink. You know, there's only certain areas and certain places you can drink as well. So, yeah, but we just don't frown upon it as much. But, okay, but listen, Robbie, thank you very much indeed for that. Loads of people, by the way, WhatsApping and texting in messages too. I'll play one or two of them for you. Oh, there you go. Well, I was going to play one or two of them for you, but then... Obviously, the machine decided it wasn't going to work, so that's not going to happen for me. So, uh, the number's 087 Let me just try it again. I'll try it again, he says, knowingly that it won't work. Hi, Sandra here in Cork. Just want to say, brilliant news, no smoking. Just came back from Fort Ventura, and you can't sit outside a bar and smoke or even vape. Why not? All gone. You have to stand across the way where there's a bin like and a, a seat to have a smoke. Like a leper. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Hey Niall, Michelle here from Cork. I have been off cigarettes for uh, 20 years now. I went cold turkey at the time because patches just didn't do it for me. Um, But I think it's a bloody disgrace that anybody can dictate to anybody else in this country as to whether they choose to smoke in public or not. I mean, they've been stopped from smoking in restaurants, which is brilliant. But in all fairness, smoking in public, get a grip. <laughs> get a grip. Well said, Michelle. Well said. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.